Hello and welcome. Happy Sunday. I am Reverend Marisol Caballero, and you are sitting in First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin's Sanctuary. A mouthful, but we're glad you're here. We are a liberal community in the middle of Texas who is unashamedly uh, engaged in the world and involved in one another's lives in supportive ways. We're a loving community, and we love that you're here. If you're here for the first time, please do make a point to stop by the welcome table outside, get a name tag. We want to be able to greet you by name over coffee and bagels after service. We're a community that welcomes all, uh, no matter where you are in life, no matter where you've come from, no matter who you love, no matter the color of your skin, and we are happy to be here together today. We often say that we come from a long line of folks who recognize that in each of us resides a spark of the divine. <laughs> Please turn to your right and left and greet the holy in our midst. Now the words by which we light our chalice are, find, are found in your order of service. Please join me. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. We come in a variety of colors, shapes, and sizes. Some of us grow in bunches. Some of us grow alone. Some of us are cupped inward, and some of us are spread out, ourselves out wide. Some of us are old and dried and tougher than we appear. Some of us are still in bud. Some of us grow low to the ground, and some of us stretch towards the sun. Some of us feel like weeds sometimes. Some of us carry seeds sometimes. Some of us smell, and all of us are beautiful. What a bouquet of people we are. Now, we get together every week, and we often talk about how different we are. We all have various understandings of the divine, or of the universe, or of science, or of politics, and we come together in one space trying to figure it all out together and supporting each other while we do it ourselves. But we have so, so much in common. We have our values, our seven principles, the way we agree to be with each other in this church and out in the world. And we tried to sum it all up. And I think we did a pretty good job. Several years ago, we got together and put our brains together and we wrote a summary of who we are and why we're here and what we do. And then we wrote it on the wall, and we remind ourselves of it every week by saying it together. So please join me, our mission statement. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. So I will be reading the story of Ferdinand. And it was written by Monroe Leaf. Once upon a time in Spain, there was a little bull, and his name was Ferdinand. 
All the other little bulls he lived with would run and jump and butt their heads together. But not Ferdinand. He liked to just sit quietly and smell the flowers. He had a favorite spot out in the pasture under a cork tree. It was his favorite tree, and he would sit in its shade all day and smell the flowers. Sometimes his mother, who was a cow, would worry about him. She was afraid he would be lonesome all by himself. Why don't you run and play with the other little bulls and skip and butt your head, she would say. But Ferdinand would shake his head. I like it better here, where I can just sit quietly and smell the flowers. His mother saw that he was not lonesome. And because she was an understanding mother, even though she was a cow, she would just let him sit there and be happy. And as the years went by, Ferdinand grew and grew until he was very big and strong. All the other bulls who had grown up with him in the same pasture would fight each other all day. They would butt each other and stick each other with their horns. What they wanted most of all was to be picked to fight in the, at the bullfights in Madrid. But not Ferdinand. He still liked to sit just quietly under the cork tree and smell the flowers. One day, five men came in very funny hats to pick the biggest, fastest, roughest bull to fight in the bullfights in Madrid. All the other bulls ran around snorting and butting, leaping and jumping so that the men would think that they were very strong and fierce and pick them. Ferdinand knew that they wouldn't pick him, and he didn't care. So he went out to his favorite cork tree to sit down. He didn't look where he was sitting, and instead of sitting on the nice, cool grass in the shade, he sat on a bumblebee. Well, what would you do if you were a bumblebee and a bull sat on you? You would sting him, and that's just what this bee did to Ferdinand. And wow, did it hurt! Ferdinand jumped up with a snort. He ran around puffing and snorting and butting and pawing the ground as if he had gone crazy. The five men saw him, and they all shouted with joy. Here was the largest and fiercest bull of all, just the bull for the fights in Madrid. So they took him away for the bullfight day in a cart. And what a day it was. Flags were flying, bands were playing, and all the lovely ladies had flowers in their hair. And they had a parade into the bullring. First came the bandelieros with long, sharp pins with ribbons on them to stick the bull and to make him mad. Next came the picadores, who rode skinny horses, and they had long spears to stick into the bull to make him even madder. Then came the matador, the proudest of them all. He thought he was very handsome, and he bowed to the ladies. He had a red cape and a sword, and was supposed to stick the bull last of all. And then came the bull. And you know who that was, don't you? It was Ferdinand. They called him Ferdinand the Fierce, and all the banderilleros were afraid of him, and the picadores were afraid of him, and the matador was scared stiff. Ferdinand ran to the middle of the ring, and everyone shouted and clapped because they thought he was going to fight fiercely and butt and snort and stick his horns around. 
but not Ferdinand. When he got to the middle of the ring, he saw the flowers and all the lovely lady's hair, and he just sat down quietly and smelled. He wouldn't fight and be fierce no matter what they did. He just sat and smelled. And the benderiotos were mad, and the picadores were madder, and the matador was so mad he cried because he couldn't show off his cape and sword. So they had to take Ferdinand home. And for all I know, he's sitting there still, under his favorite cork tree, smelling the flowers just quietly. He is very happy. Today we heard the story of Ferdinand about a bull who loved flowers. It was, of course, written by Monroe Leaf, a University of Maryland alumni who grew up in Washington, D.C. area. Um, and here's some interesting history about the book before we get started. According to Wikipedia, the book was released nine months before the outbreak of the Spanish Civil War and was seen by many supporters of Francisco Franco as a pacifist book. It was banned in many countries, including in Spain. Yeah, that little kid's story you just heard was banned. In Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler ordered the book burned, while Joseph Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union, granted it privileged status as the only non-communist children's book allowed in Poland. India's leader Mahatma Gandhi called it his favorite book. So it's only fitting that the book is being read today, the day before Memorial Day, when we remember, honor, and mourn all those members of our human family that war has taken from us. We know that the best way to honor the fallen soldier is to help heal the spiritually and bodily wounded and to work for peace. This is our sixth principle. And our duty as fellow humans whose hearts still beat. So today, hug a veteran. But instead of saying the all too common, thank you for your service, let's all try something different this year. Let's say, I won't forget you or your friends. I'll do everything I can to bring peace to our world. Here's a flower for you. Now, the Unitarian Universalist Flower Communion Service, which we're about to celebrate, was originated in 1923 by the Reverend Dr. Norbert Chopik, founder of the modern Unitarian movement in Czechoslovakia. On the last Sunday before the summer recess of the Unitarian Church of Prague, all the children and adults participated in this colorful ritual. So it's been happening for a very long time, and it's cool that we still do it today. I love this ritual. When the Nazis took control of Prague in 1940, they found Chopik's gospel of the inherent worth and beauty of every human person to be as anti-Nazi as court... Um, as court records show, that was the, that, this is, okay, excuse me, this is the quote that, that court records show. Too dangerous to the Reich 
for him to be allowed to live. Because he said we're all special and worthy of love. Chopik was sent to Dachau, where he was killed the next year during a Nazi medical experiment. This gentle man suffered a cruel death, but his message of human hope and decency lives on through this flower communion, which is widely celebrated today. It's a noble and meaning-filled ritual, which we are about to recreate. Now, this service includes original prayers that have been translated um, to English that Chopik wrote himself, and a hymn that he wrote the words to, to help us remember the principles and dreams for which he died. So, we're going to do this in a second, but first, we need to speak one of these prayers. We need to consecrate these flowers. These are the words of Chopik. So, please join me in the spirit of prayer and meditation. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessings on these, thy messengers of fellowship and love. May they remind us, amid diversities of knowledge and gifts, to be one in desire and affection and devotion to thy holy will. May they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or sully our relationship. But may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do thy work in this world. Amen. And now we will take some moments and breathe together. Continue this time of silent reflection. So now we're going to get to do the flower communion together. So flowers were a very important part of the story of Ferdinand. Flowers in the story were a symbol of love and of peace. They were the opposite of the pokey things and the swords and all the things that they were going to get at him with. They were the polar opposite. And Unitarian Universalists also use flowers as symbols of love and peace in this special ceremony called Flower Communion. So now it's time for us to share in it. And remember that it's a gift that someone else brought for you today. It represents that person's unique humanity, and it therefore deserves your kindest touch. So let's share quietly in this Unitarian Universalist ritual of oneness and of love. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. May we truly be just like these flowers have been and will continue to bless us today 
God's vision growing. May it be so. Amen. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at www.austinuu.org.